everybody, welcome to episode 91 of the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast, the podcast that goes into the DeLorean, travels back to the past in order to give you all those nostalgic feels. My name is Max, and with me, as always, is Chelsea. How's it going, folks? And uh, also <laughs> with me is my cousin, Chris. Hey, what's up, guys? So for those of you who are listening to us for the very first time, welcome to our official Halloween episode of the 80 Plus for Our Podcast. So for the past two months, September and October, we've been reviewing all horror movies and everything horror. And it's been awesome. It's been good. It's been fun. Chelsea is, Mm -hmm. I would say, like the queen of (laughs) horror. Like next Elvira. I I don't know. Elvira is the queen. She's the queen. You're like. She's she's the queen of Halloween. Yeah. So you would be like the princess. I don't know. I'd like to be like the Duchess. Ooh, of the Duchess. That's cool. Duchess right Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris is the noob of Halloween. Yeah, I don't even know what Halloween is. Yeah. So, for an example of how much of a noob you are, all month long we've been posting our favorite wh- horror movies. And it's been a struggle to even name <laughs> one to give yeah. you. Yeah. Chris was good for about Maybe five movies. No, and then probably it, two. <laughs> and he's like, uh, <laughs> I ain't got no. I got I no more nothing. left, man. <laughs> he's really struggling to find more. Yeah. Yes. So if you're listening to us, whether you like horror or not, just know that on this side of the podcast, it varies. Chelsea's like supreme, Duchess of Duchess. horror. <laughs> I'm like in the middle. I like it. I'd probably be closer to Chelsea than I would to Chris. Yeah, you're a Duchess, Chris, and so. I'm a Duchess. I'll Duchess take Max. It. Duchess Maxine. Yeah. Or Duke. <laughs> we could yeah, Duke. Duke. go to Duke. I don't. No, not Duke. That's the name Dang. of my sister's dog, and I don't really like. It. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, wow. I don't the know. emperor. I mean, the I'm just emperor. a noob. There you go. Emperor. And, and you're noob. You're noob sauce. I like yeah. that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Are you laughing? <laughs> Chris could be, I was just thinking, Chris could be like the jester of horror. <laughs> the what? The jester. The jester. You're here to like entertain the, Like the Joker? Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. I just got saw it. that movie, by the way. Oh, Super I did, It's too. so good. It's so good. Yeah. I really liked uh, it. So we have a giant Halloween episode, and we're already kind of. Uh, derailing it a little bit, but it's all good because we have we like to have fun on our podcast, and we like to sometimes just. I don't go like off to track. have fun. You don't like to have fun? Nope. Get out of here! Get out of <laughs> here! Uh, no, you do like to have fun because we were actually just together a few weeks ago to have fun, and here is our segment called "What's Up with You." So, uh, Chelsea, you yes. are not only the Duchess of Horror, but you're like the Knott's, number one. Not Scary Farm Duchess. Yeah, <laughs> like the number one fan of Knots. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like it, it is, is it sometimes. Is altogether or just not Scary Farm? Not Scary Farm, though I do like regular Knots. I, le- I love the history of Knots Berry Farm, but what I truly love the most is Hollow or. Oh, not scary farm. I was about to call it Halloween Horror Nights. <laughs> oh, you screwed up there. But that's that would that's be the wrong blasphemy. thing. And then I was gonna say call it Halloween Hump because it used to be called Halloween yes, Hump. It, it did, right? Halloween Hump. Yeah, but uh, that's what they call. It. So Cedar Fair bought knots like in the early '90s, late '80s. Okay. And when you go to a Cedar Fair park, they do horror stuff over there, and they call it uh, Halloween Haunt still. Did they just um, buy the uh, the theme park or like the uh, Berry Farm too? They they bought. They just bought the whole theme park and okay. everything. Dang. 
and uh but i think like they i don't know like they work with them and they try to let knots kind of have their own like enjoy their own thing and still call it not scary farm and like kind of still like uh celebrate their history yeah you know instead of like totally take it over completely but um but yeah we went to knots right and this is our <laughs> yeah. second year in a row so this is almost a tradition now and chelsea yeah. could stay the whole time this time because yeah. last time she left really yeah. last year she left really early yeah, we actually had some time because Chelsea doesn't live uh, near Chris and I. So uh, although it's kind of close in distance with L.A. traffic, it's just yeah, it, it yeah. sucks. It just sucks. straight up. Long. So uh, we went to Knott's and um, it was awesome. I think a lot of the mazes were the same from last year, except for there was the uh, the wax museum one. That yes. was really cool. Yeah, two new ones. Mm-hmm. And then what was the other one, Chelsea? I'm, I'm blinking on, uh, on the other new one. That one was called uh, Origins, The Curse of Calico. Right. That was actually really well done. Yes. The, the love, quality loved of that it. one. Yeah. And then... Um, Which that one is supposed to tie in with, like, everything. Like, the fact that all the monsters in Calico are... Or all the people in Calico are monsters. Right. And they tried to tie it in with the actual yeah. theming of the, like, park, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's cool when you see like a theme park or even movies like build upon their own mythos. And it was cool to see a maze that was creating kind of their own backstory of something that has stood for what forty years? How how long has Knots been doing uh, that? I think there well, Knots has been around since like the like fifty No, but specifically or? like the, oh, the just event? for the farm. Yeah. So like forty five years? Forty seven? Yeah. So yeah, it's just cool to see like them building upon the mythos and building backstory to the witch and why she became the witch. And it it was cool. It like I could tell that Knott's is really stepping up their game and like not only are trying to compete with Universal, but at times are surpassing them. They are. Which, yeah, they don't have IPs. So they I don't. They really, they're like, you know what? Let's use what we got. We have this history of this like old theme park. Let's use it to our advantage. So why they stop doing IPs? I don't. I think because Universal was. Well, no, that that's possible. But I think because Universal has really carved that market out. Okay. You know, and it's really because like okay, you know, Universal got Stranger Things and like all these big things. What's not gonna get like kind of maybe true. lesser not as good ones and if they got the same stuff everyone in la would rather just go to universal yeah closer. so just closer yeah. so they really got to do their own i mean and even they started doing not started doing like ips like around 2006 i think that was like maybe the first time they started doing it yeah and um i just think that it, it just didn't it wasn't working out for them anymore so yeah it had its time it did and they figured out that you know, they, they can do their own th- thing. Yeah, and they were doing successful. well before they had that. Totally. And they're creative, and it actually makes you uh, be creative on the writing side yeah. and, and getting, you know, um, their own story out there, their own mythos. What I like about it, too, is if it's, <coughs> excuse me, if it's not an IP, then you don't know what to expect. That I like that, too. Because then, you know, when you go to mm-hmm. Universal, yep. you kind of know what to expect right. from... Yeah, and it doesn't limit or, them from, yeah. like, the different ways to scare people, yeah. you know? Like a movie, it, it's going to be that certain way in the movie, but right. they can do whatever they want. So, which brings me to um, Chris and I. We went to Halloween Horror Nights, and Chelsea, I know you went 
mm-hmm. with a different group earlier in the month. But uh, we went to like back to back weeks. Uh, first, we went to Knott's with Chelsea. Yeah. And then, Chris, you and I went to Halloween Horror Nights on a Thursday. On a Thursday. For uh, Throwback Thursday, we, we didn't know. It was all 80s, 80s themed. Night, which and is cool. Yeah, Beetlejuice was the host. A lot of people <laughs> dressed up That's in cool. quote-unquote 80s yeah, attire. I, I, they they kind of failed, a lot of people. I don't know. I just, the whole, like, you know, workout, bright colors. The yeah. jazz, jazz or style. Yeah, yeah yep. stupid. That's not 80s. Some people were rocking nope. good 80s stuff. Most sucked. Yeah. There was uh, actually I saw one guy. I was like, "Oh, that it looks like he was wearing his dad's clothes." Yeah. But I'm like, "Hey, that's '80s." Mm-hmm. But um, to compare the two, Chris, we went on a Thursday, and it wasn't even. I mean, it was two weeks removed from uh, Halloween, but it was so jam packed. Let's just put it this way: we were lucky enough to have a friend who could get us in front of the lines. Yeah. Um, but uh, thanks to him. Uh, but if we didn't, we were probably looking at like like Stranger Things is almost a three hour wait. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. And yeah. Were, we, and I only waited about. We got there. Well, you know, we were earlier in the month, and we went on a Sunday. Did you do Express Pass? No, we 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 didn't pay for that. But we got there like as soon as it opens. Like they let you in early if you like paid online, and if okay. you get there at a certain time, they let you in at like before six. And then at six, I think like the first maze or like uh, Stranger Things opens, and we we waited. We I mean, we got there like as soon as it opened. Still waited about, want to say thirty minutes, twenty five minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, the yeah. the waits that we saw not bad at all. were yeah. s- over seventy minutes for every single and maze. Let's put it That's this way: if we didn't no. luckily at like last minute get basically we got free. We express weren't expecting passes. it. Yeah, last minute, a uh, friend told us he got us free express passes. So if we didn't have those, we probably would have gone to maybe two mazes. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And it's, no rides. And ridiculous. What, what I'm not liking and what Universal is doing is I think they're purposely, one, making the mazes like longer and longer the wait time. And I think they're actually like mixing the, the numbers. I think they're going higher because at 11 o'clock – they you can buy an express pass. You, yeah, for 50 bucks. Yeah. And I just felt so manipulated by that. Like, that just co- really turned me off. Like, I don't it, know. It's, it, it's, yeah. qu- it's question. Uh, I'm questioning whether I go back next year because I just feel like yeah, it's so manipulative. Cool. Like, and we got, we got those express passes and we didn't have to wait at all. And then at 11 o'clock, everyone started buying them. We had yeah. to start waiting. So you're already paying, what, 70 bucks yeah. to get in, 75. And then uh, on top of that, another 50. Just to get in nice. a maze and just, you know, like, I just, yeah. for that. That's al- why I like not so much Exactly. More. <laughs> and, and although, like, Universal has awesome experiences in the maze, mm-hmm. like, yeah. when I went to Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that was like, the awesome. music, just on, they were just on point with every room. Um, I felt I'm like glad, I was I'm really walking that, through uh, the spaceship. Yeah. I'm glad Chris got to see the movie before he went Me to the too. maze. Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of my friends that hadn't seen it said, oh, I didn't understand that maze. It kind of sucked. I'm like, well, it's because you didn't watch it. I went with a bunch of people that had never seen uh, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. They'd never seen Creepshow. Right. Like, a lot of the things we went through, they were just like, I don't don't know what this is. Like, you wouldn't know at one part of the maze in Killer Clowns that the pile of whipped cream and pie was actually, there was a cop under there. I mean, not really now, but. 
I'm like mm-hmm. having a proud dad moment right now. Why? I know. Like Chelsea, look what we're doing. We're I know. we're doing so good happy. in this world. I was world. like, and I know how you guys <laughs> feel like when you like go through your like uh, the mazes there, and you've seen that movie that you really like. I'm like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. So yeah, you look forward to it. Like last year, Poltergeist. I was like, yeah, it's one of my favorites. And then when I got to go through the house, I yeah. was like, this is so cool. Super cool. But I don't think no matter if you went on a or if you go through the line and it takes you 80 minutes. An hour and a half. And you've never seen the movie? It, no, but regardless, it even takes if you, away from it. It takes away the experience because yeah. you're like, oh, I just want to get there. get, And then you're just in that, like, ugh, mode. You're so tired. Whatever. It's late. Yeah. Like, and you're just pissed. I hadn't it's expensive. Seen, yeah, it is. I hadn't seen Us yet, but Max was, like, in amazement, so I'm like, oh, man, I need to see this movie. I, yeah. I hadn't seen Us either. What? But I, I haven't seen it still. But I went through the maze, and I thought it was really cool. So. Yeah, it's it super was cool. cool. And and especially if you've seen the movie, you're like, whoa, they went there, or they did that. I was surprised. Um, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm torn because uh, Universal has those awesome moments where you get to be in those movies, like we were talking about. But I think overall... I'm just a knots guy right now. Like I am yeah. more now. The well, scare zones alone, it's open. Just it's hanging out in Calico. Dark. Is cool. Yeah, it's dark, and I think you know there's a lot of bright spots in Universal with the elevator, and just like well, remember really bright remember spots. in uh, Stranger Things. Uh, well, no, some of the mazes in there they have like these black rooms with nothing. And yep. Th- yeah, Chelsea, I know that was a big complaint you had about. Yeah, it's Universal. lazy. They just have these rooms. They're the black rooms, and they'll put one of the characters up yeah. in like a window, and then they'll you. hit the like loud scare button with the flash, and then they'll pop out. And it's like, what? That's. I mean, I get it. Like, you go through the room, and it's like so well done and like amazing. Yeah. And but they don't bring it through through the whole maze. Not like every section of the maze is decorated. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm totally I'm totally rooting for knots at that point when I see that. And what I what I noticed, especially for this year, was that the scare actors in Universal are really far from you in comparison to Knots. So they're either on a ledge or they're in a room, like a, a yeah. window or something. But mm-hmm. Knots, they come like into your face or like yeah, they do come like right next to you. And I just yeah. for whatever reason, I just really noticed that this year. Like, huh? Like Universal doesn't really do that. They have like props in your face or. Um, they're like above you, but they're not right there. Like, with yeah, like with touch- Universal, yeah. I feel so like okay, and I'm getting scared, and then not for a really long time. Got to wait an hour for the next maze. Getting scared for a little bit, then I'm just doing nothing. Yeah, like knots. It's like okay, like the lines are a little shorter. You're in the maze. You're getting scared. You come out. You walk a little bit. Now you're in a huge scare zone that you have to walk in for a while. Right. Like they large sections of the park are covered with the scare zones and then universals like scare zones are like tacked on at the end of mazes they're in like a small little section or you have to walk through one to get to the other area of the like park you know and it's like kind of dumb i think knots is winning but that's my own opinion right i think universal is the thing to do though that's why everyone goes yeah, I, I was talking to Chris about this. It's just like horrors is getting more and more popular. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Like, Well, Stranger Things is, is insanely popular. So when people hear that there's Stranger Things uh, walkthrough experience at Universal, it's out the door. Oh, okay. It's out the door. We got to go like do that. It was that. 
three hours to like. And it's not even I've that good. never gone to Universal until they started doing Stranger Things. Oh, I'd never okay. been before. So yeah. last year was my first year. Nothing pulled me enough to go. A Stranger Things, honestly, did you like the that walkthrough? I thought it was not no, that great. No, I think last year's was way better. The flow of it, too. We were constantly just stopping and waiting to move, too. Yeah, it's dumb. It's like when you stop at a Disneyland ride. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt like. I'm like, why are we stopping in a maze when you're supposed to like? The walk flow was terrible. That was not the strongest um, maze there that they have. No, this. no, it, it's it was really Stranger dumb. Things two and then Stranger Things three for like point five seconds at the end. It was like a teaser. I yeah, guess. it was a teaser. Then, and the crappy thing kind of is in Florida. They have all our same mazes, but they're way better. Like the maze at, in Orlando, they have a Stranger Things one. It's um, Stranger Things 2 and it's Stranger Things 3. Like they have, you know, the whole part of that in it. Or they have, um, they have Killer Clowns from Outer though, Space right? and it's way bigger and better. Yeah. I, I know somebody who flew out to Orlando just to attend Horror Nights. Night. Oh, I would do it. Yeah. I've always wanted that. to go to that. There, they win awards for being like the best. And really, I want to. Yeah, I want to yeah, go to that one so bad. Well, they brought Killer Clowns from Outer Space because this year to Hollywood because it was so popular last year. Well, they did a scare zone. Yeah, it, that's what it yeah. was. Yeah, th- it was a scare zone. Yeah, I think I'd buy an express pass out there. You know, being a tourist for sure. I would totally. Yeah, it's probably cheaper but, too. But that's how we get a lot of um of our, of the houses or the ma- they call them houses in Florida, but they're mazes okay. here. And how we get a lot of ideas for that is they'll do a um a scare zone. So or they did it here too. Like last year they had a scare zone, um called Holidays in Hell or whatever. Yeah, and then they it had became, a maze. Then it became a maze. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they kind of test it. Uh, and then they make it into like a maze. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So we went to Knott's. We went to Universal Halloween Horror Nights, and I think we're all in agreement that Knott's, Knott's. right now is Heck yeah in in the lead. I'm a naughty guy. Uh, ooh, 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 I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, what's up with you. But before you we my transition, it, yeah, like there's something going on with you right now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We're supposed to record on Thursday. Like on Monday or whatever. Yeah, whatever day we're supposed to record. And I wake up. Oh, Thursday. It was Thursday. Yeah. What day is today? I wake up at, I wake up to get ready for work at like 6 a.m. And my roommate just finished in the bathroom. And the reason why I know he's done, like I see the light turn off because it's attached to my room. And I go in there and all of a sudden he starts knocking profuse like, like an asshole, like just knocking really hard. And I open the door and I'm like, what? I just woke up. Why are you knocking like that? And he just points up. Swarm of bees in my bathroom. <laughs> Swarm of bees. Wow. <laughs> like how many? Uh, how many do you think were in that picture? Maybe like twenty, and then there were probably about ten uh, uh, flying around. It's probably like thirty in my in there. Just inside the bathroom, inside but the hive bathroom. isn't even. Yeah, it's so in the bath. So I wanted to make so many Candyman references, like in the <laughs> yeah. text, but I don't know if Matt or uh, Chris had seen the movie. Probably not. not is that the one, not the bees? Yeah, yeah. You have I seen s- that? I no, sent, no. I s- that's I sent a gift. Wicker Man. Wicker Man. Yeah, that's Wicker Man. I was a Candyman. Oh, Candyman, right. Yeah, so, Candyman's the one with the hook. Long story He's short, seen it. <clears throat> I'll make it short. Uh, we had a guy come up, come out and inspect upstairs. I mean, ab- above what is it called, the roof? Right. And there's a huge <laughs> beehive up there. And I literally that night, while he was uh, up on the on the roof, he's like, "You need to like be like what is it called? Like uh, make this bee proof because if they come through and they think you're um, a threat, what's it called? Like like threatening the hive, they'll attack you." So I literally I'm, glad you, I'm glad you sent that photo because I almost didn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Don't worry, guys. I'm not full of BS. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Dad jokes. So I had to t- take all the, the, like, the lights out because I have like a, l- a little light in there that will work. So I took the big lights out. I taped them with duct tape so I couldn't get through. I took the cover off of the, um, the vent and yep. I taped that shut. And we could just hear constant buzzing upstairs because, wow. you know, apparently you pay HOA a lot of money, but they don't get back to you. And we need them to help us to get this done. So right now I'm still dealing with this BS. <laughs> He's just <laughs> living in a, You're living in a hive. Yeah. And my mom, <laughs> I literally called my mom in the morning and I'm going to quote her. She goes, you have the weirdest shit happen at your house. <laughs> I've had mice. I've had flies. I've had gnats. I've had bees now. Dude, it sounds a little poltergeist to me. I know. Yeah. When I looked up, it lit- when my roommate pointed up, I looked at it for about five seconds and then realized what was going on. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's what's uh, been going on with me. <laughs> that would be terrifying. Just like you wake up, you go in the bathroom, and this you hear. Well, he was taking a shower. He didn't even realize. Oh, snap. And then wow. he saw two bees flying in front of him, and then he, they started going up, and he looked, and he's like, oh, crap. Um, it reminds me, I just showed my sister the movie Sleepaway Camp. Chelsea, have you seen that? I have not. Okay, the less I talk about it, the better it is. Um, it's considered like one of the craziest endings of in a movie of horror. It's like really campy. Anyways, mm-hmm. one of the kills is uh, a beehive. This guy's uh, taking a crap, and um, the killer locks the guy in the bathroom stall. Yeah, and then they go v- behind because it's a cabin behind, <laughs> and they drop a hive, and then he's like, you know. Poopoo oh, pants no. and, and bees all over his face. Poopoo pants. Poopoo pants. Johnny, 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 John, Johnny, John. Johnny, 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 Long story short, though, I'm starting a, a honey company. You know, we're going to keep the bees up there, and I think I'm going to extract the honey from the light socket. Yeah. So let me know if you guys want any uh, bee, uh, yeah. some horror. Bathroom, a little, little bathroom. Horror room. honey. There's probably, like, poop particles in it. Yeah. It's all part of the flavor, baby. It the honey better, maybe. I don't know. Just make sure you... Uh, Eat a lot of strawberries or raspberries in the next couple of days, and then but it, put some strawberry honey. So also, when I got home, um, somehow the bees managed to get into my room, and they're literally like walking across Ow. like a uh, landscape with a bunch of landmines. So my dog almost got stung too. So it's just like, oh my god! And the HOA won't call us, so it's just we're all stressed out. It's a nightmare. And they said the longer this takes, the worse it's gonna be. Like, be. Sorry, every time B. Yeah, I know. Like anytime we talk, use the letter B in this now. (laughs) I'm just gonna have to highlight that. Oh man, that's what's going on with me. So if you are not back next week to record the newest episode, we'll just assume you're dead. Okay. Leave it. All right. Cool. Well, uh, that's what's up with you. Occasionally on our podcast, we like to talk about recent pop culture news. And what we like to call this segment is Here's the News. Here's the news. Another action filled adventure. All right. So I found this article, and apparently it's been in effect since 2013. But the reason why I was just informed is because um, of properties, movie properties that we know and love are starting to get their domains back. So let me explain. Uh, Back in 2013, 
authors began to have the ability to reclaim copyrights they transferred to a publisher in 1978 or later. Copyright laws permits authors to reclaim their copyrights 35 years after, transferring rights for purposes of oh. publication. So this law was in effect for mostly like books and novels, but actually it also includes movies. So... We were supposed to have a Friday the 13th remake, reboot, sequel, whatever, and also a Nightmare on Elm Street, but the original writers of these movies they are starting the to claim the rights. Hmm. So in this time where reboots and remakes are really popular, we might see writers taking back their rights from um, movie companies. And, and stuff. them like actually canceling their plans for anything? Yeah. Or like renegotiating wow. money. N- yeah, yeah, or going with another movie company yeah. Yeah. or just mm-hmm. sit on it, you know? Like, we can never have a Friday the 13th movie ever again, depending on how the writer wants to sell the rights. Yeah. So, Though, to be fair, some, some movies, could I could wait for things to or not go, go ahead. Never We're come good. out ever. Yeah. 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 So I'm wondering even... Like, if this has been in effect, like, 2013, I wonder if um, these movies that and books, like the remake, like uh, Pet Cemetery, for instance. Yeah. I was reading that um, they were about to lose the rights to that. Like, Stephen King was going to take it back, I believe. So did they rush the movie? So they rushed the movie oh. so that they can make money. And that's why that movie was not good. Yeah. Um, I wanted okay. it. To, man, the trailers looked so good. But, I know it did. Um, the trailer looked great for it, yeah. Yeah, yeah but the, the movie was not great. Yikes. Um, so it's interesting, you know, I think with all these remakes, like I was thinking Poltergeist and all these movies that recently have been remade. I wonder if it's just a cash grab because these movie companies know that they're losing the rights to these huge franchises. So it'll be interesting how time plays out on this and Mm -hmm. movies like Back to the Future or I mean that's that's the big one that I was thinking about is like what's going to happen to Back to the Future. The writer of Hocus Pocus should make Disney stop. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. 92. We don't need another. You know, there actually is uh, I think it was last year they released a Hocus Pocus um, like sequel as a, a book, and what okay. they did was it was they gave you like a novelization of the first film, and then right after that was the sequel. It was all like all in one book, and there actually is like a sequel like did you read kind it? of official. Uh, no, I didn't read it. Well, that's going to be available in twenty twenty seven. So what Hocus Pocus two? <laughs> no, Hocus Pocus the. 35 years. Oh. <laughs> oh. We could have like five movies by then. Yeah. They could just rush them all I don't out. Know. I don't Jeez. know about making it. Every time I would have like talked to somebody about that, they're like, no, there's, like we don't need another one. There's so many movies that shouldn't have a sequel that they do. Yeah, no, nobody's Ti- asking. For I'm that. waiting for Titanic 2. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Jack's Titanic not, 2. Jack's not Lincoln really dead. 2. Uh, oh, have you? S- there was like a fan made yeah, trailer. Uh, he was like a zombie or something. I forget. No, he was. Like he was f- in the future. He was he frozen, frozen like yeah. Captain America, and then he I like. Saw that one. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's when it's really old. It's like it's when uh, YouTube was like just starting. Not owned by like Google. But it was it was great. Uh, the way that they made Leonardo DiCaprio like come out of. They took uh, clips from different movies. Basically, they took the the storyline of Captain America. They just put Jack in it. So, wow. um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, all these properties and these IPs are going to be up for grabs, really. So we'll see if 
we get these rushed reboots and remakes or if we'll never get remakes of these movies at all. So I think it'll be interesting. All right, so the second thing I wanted to talk about is I found Rotten Tomatoes' top 10 rated horror movies of all time. Okay. And since this is our Halloween episode, I thought what appropriate time to bring this out. What a smart okay, idea. I got what some questions really quick. Yes. Okay. Or actually, maybe just one. I don't know. The list, does the list, do the films on the list vary in years? Yes. Are they all over the place? So this is all time, and I... Honestly, I or, can't like figure out how they scored this. All it says is movies with 40 or more critic reviews uh, vie for their place in history at Rotten Tomatoes. Eligible okay. movies are ranked based on their adjusted scores. So there's some of these where I don't really get it. Like the rating is more than... Oh, these are just like oh, 40 critics that think they just came up with a list. And this is the top 10. I think that's, and, that's and like you said, so they are. It does vary in years. Yes, they're all over the place. Yes, and is there anything like pretty new on there? Um, it is re yeah, as like recent, recent as you can think. Yes, so top ten. These okay. are the top ten. Wait, you, wait, you said as recent as what? As twenty eighteen. Okay. All right. Well, I have an idea for that. Okay. So. I'll go to Chelsea and then I'll go to Chris. You'll you probably guys, just hear me be quiet. You have three strikes each. Chris, don't look at my computer and cheat. I can't see that far. Okay, good. So okay, you, so I have to guess. I have to just pick ten movies. No, just pick one movie. Okay, if one you movie think it's in the top right? ten. Oh, I, I already yeah. know one's gonna be in there. We're probably covering it today. Uh, what do you th what do you think, Chelsea? Um, is one of them Get Out? Get Out is number one. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the, I knew. Is that it. the 2018 one? 2017. 2017. So Get Out is number one. The rating is 98. Uh, number of reviews, 361. So according to Rotten Tomatoes, that's the number one horror movie. Wow. I don't agree. But, I don't um, agree either, yeah. but I do like it. Chris, what else is in the top the 10? The Shining. The Shining is actually not in the top 10. The Shining is... Press Command F and then search. Oh, yeah. Uh, number 70. Okay, so this is just the top. So it's on the list, but you're, we're just there's yeah. a list. There's a, there's a top stuff. 100, but I'm asking yeah. if you guys can do the Ooh, top. So I guess 10. I guess number one. So yeah. That's pretty cool. Wow. So, excuse me. Uh, 85 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, 87 uh, number of reviews on. These are Shining. horror movies, right? So you have one strike. Okay, These I'm are probably horror not movies. Get a All right, Chelsea, one. back to you. Okay. All right. Um, I, I have one. Also, I have one. I'm gonna say. It. Um, The Exorcist? I was just about to say that. Thanks the Exorcist a lot. is number 76. Oh, it's like right by The Shining, isn't it? Yeah. So that's 85% of Rotten Tomatoes and 75 reviews. So I don't know about all that, 76. So that's Wait, a strike really for quick, Chelsea. Before, yes. we, before we go further with this, okay. Uh, the top 10, would you say in your own uh, opinions – are are some of them like do they deserve to be in the top 10 in your opinion in my opinion some some, some do okay yeah yeah right. is it okay my turn right uh no, it's, it's chris's turn so oh, no yeah i did chris has a one strike so she has two lives left chris you have two lives left I'm but screwed. It, it is your pick us us 
is not in the top 10, and it you is can, not in the top 100. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> so that is... That shows how much I know about horror, my friends. Well, Get Out was number one. Us isn't a bad guess. So you have one life left. All right, Chelsea, okay. back to you. This is hard. It is. Even, this is really hard. Um, Don't overthink it. Halloween. Halloween. The original. Halloween is number 21 on the list, which is really low in my well, opinion. Well, some of these yeah. may not be. Are some of these movies like considered horror for the time, but like nowadays they're not? Um, kind of. Okay. Kind of. Nowadays, you'd be like, this is a horror film? Yeah. You're, okay. you're on some of these, yeah. Um, but there's 96% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the 1978 Halloween. Uh, what 68 number was it? That was higher. Numbers. Yeah, it was 21. <laughs> so, Chris, you're on your last life. Okay. Get one, dude. No problem, bro. Don't look at my computer. I'm not looking at your computer. I'm looking okay. straight down. Alien. Alien. As soon as, I, as soon as Max starts typing, I know I'm not right. Because he's searching the list. Okay. Oh, number 11. Alien is not on the list, but Aliens, the sequel, is number 11. What, 99%. Now I'm going to look at it since I'm out. So so technically, yeah, you're out. Oh, that one makes sense. Chelsea, you're on uh, one life to live. You've got one. So far, we know one on the list. And I'll be honest, your guys' picks have been solid. Yeah. Man. Okay. Uh, Do you want any kind of clues? I feel like she yeah, would get yeah. this one. Let's get some okay. clues. Let's get some so, clues. I didn't get any clues. All right. So, well, I know. you didn't I'm get fine. one. Okay. So. Give her the year. No, that's too easy. I know. Um, there's three on here that are very, very early. Four on here that are very, very early in film history. Um... Uh, ooh. Okay, this is a gamble, but I'm going to say Bride of Frankenstein. Yep. Ooh, nailed it. Number That's four. That's number four. 100% yes. Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. 1935. Uh, number of reviews, 44. So you okay, got you got, you got to give um You got to give Chris a clue. Chris is out. I'm out. I already looked oh, at the out? list. He's, okay, yeah. I need one more clue. Yeah. Give me another clue. Okay, uh, there's one on here that is fairly recent. Actually, there's one that's really, really recent. I'll give you a hint. And there's another one that's like super really recent, like 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 last three years. Uh, I'll give you a hint. You don't really need to hear much to watch this recent movie. <laughs> you don't have to I've be. Never, I've never seen this movie. Okay. Um, it's the one crap. It's the one with John Krasinski. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's don't tell me. Oh, what is it? Um... <laughs> don't tell me. What is it? Oh, what is that movie? I never saw it. It's really good. It's a quiet place. Yeah, quiet place. Yes, number uh, three. You I thought that was more of a thriller movie. Yeah, I don't know why it's number three. Yeah. Never saw it, and I actually didn't have any um draw to see no, it. It's really? like signs. It's, oh, it's really I have another. Good. I have another clue or uh, okay. another guess. Okay. Uh, this okay. might get me out. Go for it. Six cents. <laughs> Ooh, I'm out. No, you're oh. out. Six cents was. Uh-huh. Not even on this list. Okay. Crazy. Dang it. So I wonder how the, the listeners listening to this did. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go through the list, the top 10. I'll okay. start for number 10, and I'll work my way up. So number 10 was Repulsion, 1965. 
Which I've never That's, seen. Uh, I've never seen. Repulsion. Uh, that has uh, Catherine Deneuve in it. Um. It's, yeah. Yes. Yes, I've I've seen that. I haven't yeah. seen this. Roman That's, Polanski. Roman Polanski movie. That's yeah. very good. Okay, I have never seen that movie. Okay. Um, number nine, the nineteen thirty one Frankenstein, okay. classic. Number eight, which is maybe surprising, but. I know a lot of people put this movie in high regard. Is the Bubba Duke in twenty fourteen? I haven't seen it, but I know you it haven't does, seen the yeah. Bubba Duke. No, I've never seen it, but I want to because I like that actress. Uh, it's on Netflix. This is no, one. The, this next one, I thought Chelsea would have guessed. Yeah, uh, Bubba Duke was ninety eight percent. Number seven was Psycho nineteen sixty. Of course, yeah, ninety six percent. Ninety seven, which I think, or sorry, number six with ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Say it in the other language. Nosferatu from oh, the si- silent version. Yeah. yeah. Which it's cool, but to be in the top 10, I don't know. Yeah. This next it's one influential. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. About watch, uh, what's that movie? Uh, what's it called? Uh, the watch. One, the one with Willem Dafoe. With Willem Dafoe. I was just going to say, what's that, uh, what's that movie called? Um, I, I have it. I have it on DVD. I'm looking over. I'm blanking too. <laughs> I. I if I had my glasses on, I could see it right now. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Okay, she's going to go check that out. So, uh, in the meantime. Oh, Shadow of the Shadow of the Vampire. Yes, Shadow of the, of the Vampire. The, the, yeah. the vampire? I know. <laughs> Shadow okay. of the Vampire. All right, next. <laughs> I almost said Shadow of the Empire. So, <laughs> that's, that's why I said This next one okay. is like one that I... Number five, 1933, King Kong. Okay. Yeah. You got number four, The Bride of Frankenstein, nineteen thirty-five. You got, got number, number three. three, Quiet Place. Number two, Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Yeah, that's silent. What uh, is that one about? Nineteen twenty. Yeah, it's uh, it's a silent film. So, mm-hmm. impressionist. It's it's crazy. I just recently sure. um, listened to a podcast about um, the Black Dahlia. Murders. Oh, the Black Dahlia mm-hmm. murders are crazy. Yeah, and then it's talk about all about impressionism and craziness. So, uh, yeah, so that's number two, and number one was Get Out. So, according to Rotten Tomatoes, those are the top ten horror movies. I don't really agree with it, but I don't really know much about mm-hmm. horror. So, what do I know? Mm. I I get I. It's interesting. It just seems like like King Kong and things like that it is a lot of big uh, powerhouses of of yeah. like horror. And pop culture, so right. I kind of understand a lot of them. Yeah, uh, they have Pan's Labyrinth as high as twenty-two. I love Pan's Labyrinth. They have mm-hmm. it, good. Chapter One at twenty-six. We just reviewed that last episode. Uh, Drag Me to Hell at thirty-one. I don't believe that Drag Me to Hell is forty more, or should be higher than. Drag Hall- Me to Hell. Hall- <coughs> like Halloween. that movie. It was yeah. okay. Sam Raimi, but I didn't. No, not at thirty-one. Anyways, I just saw Bride of Frankenstein yesterday. That's a great movie. Yeah. I'll have to watch lot. it. I've actually seen Frankenstein. In real life? People people generally like Bride of Frankenstein more. <laughs> yeah, I think it tells a more complete story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, here's the last thing of Here's the News. It's the worst candy. Halloween candy. Candy is corn. Is really a list you found? Or this circus peanuts. No, this is just straight uh, up, you know, the opinion. The candy that they're about to mention is not... Not, I mean, really, neither of them are the worst candy, especially one of them, which is one of my favorite candies. Max right. just hates candy corn. 
Candy corn's gross. No, candy corn. It's is not good. bad. It's not bad. Well, there's nothing gross about. Why is it gross? Is it the texture? Is it like the waxy no, texture? No, it just doesn't taste good. It's sugar. But it it's just it doesn't taste sugar. good. I don't know, but I think circus peanuts is worse. Circus like, peanuts is worse. Those are gross. So for years and years and years, uh, candy corn has been kind of the, I don't know, the poster boy for bad Halloween candy. But slowly, I think circus peanuts is starting to catch up. How can we say that candy corn is that bad when black licorice exists? Black licorice tastes like ass. <laughs> I mean, honestly, black licorice is... My mom used to get tubs of that crap. I'm like, what's wrong Dude, with Dude, my you, dad loves it. Every time I go to uh, Holland, I go pretty much every year. They're known for having black licorice. They call them drop. And they have it salty. Um, they have it sweet. Okay, and you're, yeah, making, you're, making, you're making me sick. And, and it's all different flavors. It's crazy. God. My dad loves it. My dad loves black, black licorice. Black licorice shouldn't exist. Neither should grape soda. I, oh, yeah, I love grape soda. No, grape soda is good. I'll, I'll I that. hate grape soda. Purple, purple drink is good. So uh, we asked the question on our Instagram at 88 miles per hour podcast. Which one would you get rid of? Candy corn or citrus peanuts? 27% said candy corn. Seventy-three percent of our listeners said circus peanuts. So that makes sense. Yeah, circus peanuts, I but think, is the nasty the, one. The funny thing is, I used to eat circus peanuts all the time. <clears throat> I remember eating them like constantly as a kid. I, there was something about them that I liked. They're gross. I think the, the texture, because I kind of like, I love anything Are they marshmallow, like and it was kind of like that, so I liked it. It's gross. <laughs> it's nasty. I I don't want it. Like yeah. We asked uh, Sanch, who was on our episode uh, last last week, and we asked him, you know, which one would you rather eat? And he said, I, I have to choose between those two because it's gross. Candy corn or circus peanuts? Candy corn is way too sweet. That's what I want to, like, <coughs> make you guys eat circus peanuts on camera. I feel <laughs> that like that would be, that like, would be really entertaining. Do you, like peeps, wanna... do you like peeps, Max? Oh, peeps Not are really. so good. Yes. Peeps are good, but I only could eat a couple of them. My answer is I love peeps. I so had much. the uh, Trader Joe's um, popcorn cotton candy, and that was good. I enjoyed that. It popcorn was, cotton candy. What do you mean? It was like flavored. It was like uh, kettle candy. corn. Uh huh. Sorry, did I say cotton candy? Yeah. I meant uh, candy corn. I. So it was popcorn candy corn. I thought so they like made some cotton candy that tastes like. <laughs> no, oh. I'm sorry. I meant to say uh, popcorn. Candy corn. Like, That's odd. The the double C's. Mixed me up. Uh, cotton can. Sorry, crap. Candy corn. It was candy corn flavored. Like candy corn. That's corn. like a tongue twister. Candy, candy corn, corn <laughs> flavored candy corn. <laughs> it is candy corn flavored kettle corn. Jeez, that's confusing. <laughs> All right. So, um, if you're out trick or treating, if you're like listening to this and you're three years old and still trick or treating, okay. But if your kids are trick or treating and you see candy corn. Or circus peanuts, uh, burn them both, and uh, or try them and be like, "Yum, so good, yeah. so glad I tried it." Probably not. You should burn them wow. and then punch the person in the Just throat who gave you it. Hate hey, something. listen, you could have gotten a toothbrush instead, but you are now you're getting candy corn, so you got to yeah. pick your battles. Toothbrushes can be expensive. I would rather oh, have a toothbrush. Over you're, you're so, the adult in me is like, man, another toothbrush. Yes. <laughs> I know. Now I can have it in my car when I sleep over at oh, friends. <laughs> what if they made? Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Okay, cool. Yeah, brain fart. All right. 
Um, speaking of brain fart, no, I'm just kidding. I'm oh. a transition. All right, that's the end of Here's the News. Here's the news. Another action filled adventure. All right, now's the time in our podcast where we talk about the featured movie. And for our Halloween episode, we're going to talk about the 1980 classic, The Shining. The Shining. So good. All right. So before we get into the nitty gritty, want to just give a little context of 1980s The Shining because there's two. So uh, we're talking about the 1981 with Jack Nicholson. So in case you've been living under a rock or haven't seen this, first and foremost, I would say watch this yes. movie. Like absolutely, this is a classic. This is a influential horror movie, and it still holds up to today's standards. So the synopsis, a family heads to an isolated hotel for the winter where a sinister presence influences the father into violence while his psychic son sees horrific forebodings from both the past and the future. So it is directed and written by Chelsea's boy, Stanley Kubrick, and is based on the book of the same name by Stephen King. Quick, Chelsea, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, I love Stanley Kubrick. Love me the Kubrick. Uh, The Shining is definitely one of my favorite movies. I just love it in it's general. Really good. And when I was watching it the other day, my DVD started freaking out on me. So um, I'm going to be upgrading soon to a Blu-ray 4K copy as soon as that comes out. There you go. My, uh, yeah, Christmas coming up. So that's probably going to be a purchase. But um, yeah, I love Stanley Kubrick. And I think this is, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think, you know, whether or not people would say this is his best. Probably not. I mean, it's up there, though, definitely. What, what um, would be considered I'd say his maybe best? Clockwork? Two, clockwork? No, 2001. Okay. Maybe would be, like, up there. But I, Probably. It's, I don't know. The Shining might be his most famous film. Maybe. Okay. I, I think agree. Even if you don't, if you've never seen the movie, uh, the image of the two twin girls standing next together, right. the carpet, little the little boy, Jack Nicholson, yeah. coming through the, the door, door with the axe, yeah. red rum written on the door. I mean... It was in, I mean, they um, put it in Ready Player One, you know, that whole scene. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that. And uh, so even without seeing the movie, it's got these really famous images that are still used today. For sure. In different things in media. It's definitely a unconventional pop culture movie because mm-hmm. um, it's so dark and twisted, yet yeah. it has really stand the, the test of time. And it uh, has an amazing look it does. to the movie. Yeah. It does. It's really good. So to go over the uh, cast real quick, really there's not a whole lot of people in this movie, but uh, the four main actors in this movie is, of course, Jack Nicholson. Uh, he plays Jack Torrance, wh- who's the main character. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Shelley Duvall plays Wendy, his wife. You might know her from She's Popeye. She was a Popeye, right? Yeah, she was all War. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw the recent interview from a couple years ago with Dr. Phil. Like, have you seen what Shelley Duvall looks like now? No. Not no. the I best? Mean, I, I could Google. Yeah, it's really sad. It seems like she's suffering from some kind of mental illness. And oh. she was kind of oh, talking like really 
really out there and she was talking about how Robin Williams was still alive and like huh. yeah mm. and this is like from a few years ago so he, he was he had passed so um, like three years at I'm gonna point. have to google that, that yeah, yeah it's actually too. like really depressing if you just skip I mean, that'd be cool but, if you, but she looks like terrible like yeah. she she Yikes. you can't even recognize her like if I were to see her down the street I'm like yeah I think she's just yeah, every other woman I mean, she just she looks nothing like her. Nothing no, like her no, unrecognizable. So it's kind of sad. But uh, Shelley Duvall's in this movie. Uh, Danny Lloyd, who plays Danny the son. Uh, this is his only movie. He was in a, like a, a little like TV movie after this, but this is the only movie he's ever done. I'm surprised because I interesting. He was an amazing actor. I thought he was All good. Right. I thought he was he's good. good. He's okay. Yeah. Um He's a college professor now in the Midwest, but from what I've read and heard, like Not this much. is this is just it. Danny Lloyd has done one movie and one movie alone. It'll huh. be interesting if he has a cameo in uh, in Doctor in Doctor Doctor Sleep. Sleep. Yeah, and then last but certainly not least, Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers, um, also known as Benjamin, but uh, he plays Halloran. Um, he was also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and he was also in the Aristocats and the mm. Twilight Zone movie from 1983. Okay. So uh, I was Which asked. Which we did on this podcast. Yeah, we did um, a couple years ago. But I was mm-hmm. listening to some Scatman um, music. It's pretty dope. It's good. It's got this like really? New Orleans kind of. Not New Orleans. It's more, it's more oh, Chicago. Scatman. I know. Yeah, that one. No, a different scat man. Okay, okay. So I thought, uh, yeah, I love that song. It's so underrated. Me too. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I'll start with Chris. Uh, what are your memories of The Shining? Because you've actually seen this before. I actually saw this movie when I was like 12 Whoa. or 13. Whoa. I actually got permission from my mother to watch it with some family friends on That's Halloween. That's big. Yeah. So uh, what always stood up to me, what's actually scared me the most out of this movie is when he goes, <coughs> uh, Danny's not here Mrs. anymore, Mrs. Torrance. And I was like, oh, that always stood out to me. And then um, always just Jack Nicholson. I thought his performance was amazing. He just scares the crap out of me. Scared the crap out of me when I watched this when I was a kid. And then still now today, he's crazy. So Yeah. But uh, yeah, when he goes, red rum, and then tells you know Mrs. Torrance that he's not here anymore. So have you seen the movie since you were 13? Uh, today. Today. So yeah. you, in, in preparation. So the last time you saw it was you were like 20 years ago. Right. So did you remember anything from it? I remembered ev- m- most of the stuff. Yeah, I really? did. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't remember that um, the actual shining is the actual ability they have. Right. Like I didn't know that. Powers. So when I saw that today, I was like, oh, I don't remember that. But, you know, I saw it 20 years ago. Right. So I. Less of an attention attention span back then. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I remember this movie, and I do remember the uh, blood coming the from the elevator flowing oh, up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So those are like iconic things I remember when I was a kid that I remember now. Uh, I remember most of the story, but there are little things that I caught now that I didn't catch when I was a kid. For sure. Mm-hmm. What about you, Chelsea? Um, you've watched this movie how many times? Oh, a bunch. Yeah. A bunch, bunch of times. Do you remember the first time you seen this movie? Um, I was probably in high school. Okay. Um, I don't know what even drove me to like want to watch it, but it just—I don't know. I guess probably because all the images that it, it's famous for, I was like, I want to know like what what's with the twins? Like, what right. is all this about? 
It's a classic. Um, yeah, and I still think it's scary. It's just like the eeriness of like it's it, very eerie. them being isolated in a giant kind of big place. It's just them. Um, it's still like it, it's freaky still. So, I mean, and Jack Nicholson's performance holds up. Yes. He's great. Um, and uh, I guess like Stephen King was not a big fan of that performance. Right. That's as, what I Max think, was telling me have mentioned before that i don't know if we have or not that stephen king was not a big fan of it now i uh i think actually nowadays he's like better with it because he kind of like looks at it on its own now and it's how it's become so like iconic um but he was not a big fan of it he didn't like jack nicholson's performance is the book a lot uh, different do you know well if i could intervene a little bit so the reason why um stephen king didn't like this movie is Different reasons, or uh, multiple reasons, I should say. Uh, the first is um, Jack. In the book, he loved his family a lot. Okay. And it was like the house and the situation brought him to a cra- like uh, choice of evil and acting upon violence and stuff. And his biggest critique was actually in casting Jack Nicholson. Um, he thought that by casting him, because he's coming... Uh, right off One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and that's where Jack Nicholson kind of played this this crazy guy. And, I actually um, just, so you just heard about that. that. I, no, I, I watched the uh, Watch Mojo Top 10 Movies You Have yeah. to See Before You Die. And that was one of them? That was one of it's them. It's a good movie. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's touching. So, um, so Stephen King, when he heard that casting, he was like, oh, it gives away the movie. Because that's what Jack Nicholson at the time was known for, was being this crazy... Yeah you know, character and uh, being able to knock that out of the park um, in the acting. So that was one of it was just the casting. Number two was, um, like I mentioned, um, the character. He loved his family. Loved his family. In this, in this movie, it seemed like he just never liked them ever. Right. And he was yeah. abusive even beforehand. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think that was. So in the book, like that whole, the whole thing about um, him, I think getting all the papers on the floor and he grabs yeah. Danny by the arm. Like that's in the book. Like they're him hurting his son on accident. Right. And was he drunk in the book? When he did that? Yeah. He's an alcoholic in the book. Okay. It, it, Cause I think Stephen King was at a time was an alcoholic. So he wrote, okay. he wrote this with like kind of a little bit of himself in mind. Cause it's a writer and right. alcoholism and stuff. So, well that, that was going to be my third point was um, Stephen King out of any, character that he's written from what i heard that this was really kind of like relates to him the most yeah so he really kind of wrote himself and even being a father and his struggles about that and the alcoholism and what he didn't like about the movie was just how quick uh jack nicholson turned to to violence and evil drinking again and yeah Mm -hmm. so i think for stephen king it was like no it was more of a battle and I think, you know, seeing Jack Nicholson being so quick to, to go to violence um, maybe triggered him into saying, like, hey, is that is that in me as well? Well, it is a two and a half. I mean, <coughs> it's hard to fit all that into a movie. This is already a long movie. Right. So, like, showing, like, a background of him having a happy family Did uh, I have a question. Did it – so you're, you saw it – well, you saw it a long time ago, but now you're seeing it now. Does it bother either one of you that it is sort of a slow movie? Like, were you bored? No, like, I wasn't you... bored. I wasn't. 
I like it. That's thing. good. That's good to know, actually. No, because I think it's a do slow... Do they talk about like how they do the interview and then all that? No, I thought that fit in. Well, with... even, I mean, like I feel like nowadays some people wouldn't like the fact that there are long shots of of a, like the steady cam kind of coming in right. and like just yeah. long shots of hallways and <clears throat> which I think are really interesting. I like the way I it's shot. It. Yeah, like him being fall, you know, he's on the tricycle and he's like being followed and yeah, stuff that's like that's cool. cool. I like all that. It's funny that we're talking about another Stephen King uh, book yeah. adaptation. It's uh, hot right now. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about it the last episode, and now we're talking about The Shining. But I think um, the in the book and in the movie, the hotel is a character. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. long shots, the yeah. panning shots, um, that's building You have to give the personality. To the hotel. Per- yeah. yeah. Now, do you think, and I think, I don't know, you probably might have, were going to mention this, Max. Do you think it was more... It's ghosts, I think, because I think that's what it it is in the book. It's like it was built on an Indian burial ground, the hotel, because okay. you can see all like the Native American yeah. stuff inside. And I think that was more of like Stephen King's. That's what Stephen King wanted. But in the movie, what do you think? Is it more like it's haunted, or right. are they do they have cabin fever? Is there? I mean, is it more right. psychological? What do you think here? Well, <sighs> uh, the Native American aspect was actually not in the book. That was something mm-hmm. that Stanley Kubrick. Added. Okay. And oh, we'll, really? That it was built on like an Indian burial ground? Yeah, he he added that, and I think we'll end um, our review. I have ten uh, fan theories, and and that's one. They'll of them. go over. But, oh, okay. Um, okay. I think it's it's clear because you can interpret it a lot of ways, right? You can't. Yeah, I you, think so. You can interpret it that they're that Jack is going crazy, but I think the fact that every character, um encounters a ghost yeah i think that eliminates well, don't that they theory of you know they're all going crazy because i think it's they weird all... that they even are like oh maybe it is in their mind i know ne- i've never thought that didn't, no didn't they also say in the beginning um what's his name dick he said uh that everyone kind of has a shining but it, they don't necessarily know how to use it or pay attention to it who's dick is it dick, dick uh, the black Halloran. guy Oh, Halloran. right, Hallerman, right, right, right. Yeah. I yeah. forgot that. that I, yeah, I just called him. Max is looking at me like, the whole time, like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I forgot his yeah. first name was Dick. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Dick. Um, but didn't he mention something like that, or am I wrong? Uh, I don't remember. Well, he yeah. mentions that, like, well, he really keens on the fact that Danny has psychic powers, yeah. and actually, I think Hallerman was. Um, a cook in Derry, and I think Sanch mentioned that in the last episode. Okay. Um, so he was from Derry and worked with um, yeah. uh, Mike Hamlin's dad, and then he yeah. is now in this story. So that's, okay. that's kind of cool how yeah, that's cool. Um, It and Shining kind of overlap. But um, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird, right? Like, I think this is why. Because eventually everyone o- eventually does see a ghost. Like, you see that guy dressed up in a donkey thing doing some or the the dog the dog yeah. doing some the know, bear <laughs> that bear, the bear dog, doing whatever. some yeah. favors what a, we, what a weird yeah. scene honestly it, yeah. it reminds me of john candy from space balls that costume. oh wow <laughs> john candy and space balls oh uh, like the yeah so yeah. yeah um yeah no i i've always been on the side of these are ghosts um rather than yeah. this and it's sure. just a haunted yeah. it's a haunted hotel Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and especially like um, I've at, uh, side note I've actually been to the hotel. Have you really? Yeah, bef- yeah. I went. It's in Colorado. 
this this one in particular, not the one that Steve, Stephen King. Yeah, it's stated. confusing because the outside was filmed okay, in I went, Oregon. I don't remember exactly because it was a long time ago. Me, me and Max have a lot of family in Colorado. Well, not a lot, but we have some. And I remember we went to take a tour of it, and uh, my mom had mentioned that they filmed The Shining there. So I, I and they think do this like is true, but there's the one that um, came out in the 90s that I need to ask my mom. I no. really don't know. But um, because, yeah, Chelsea said that the one that's in the 1980s was okay. filmed in Oregon. Okay. But the one in um, the one that you were talking about okay. um, could have been the one that was filmed in the 90s that Stephen King endorsed himself. Okay. And it could have been the the one um, hotel where uh, Stephen King was inspired to write this. Okay. Yeah. This that might have been it. Or because write this also, I know novel. you can do, um, which I will would never do you can spend the night there and do ghost hunting and they yeah, say yeah. people it's actually a haunted place well so. they they said that there's um i think it's for you know money and tourism but uh the waiting yeah. list to get into the yeah. room that stephen king stayed in is yeah. like years in advance you got to book it years in advance and that's kind of their whole Thing. You know, tourism thing that's how they make money is i mean i would do it oh yeah, yeah. hey this is where stephen king so, yeah, got the inspiration for yeah. The Shining. And, uh, so it must be the 1991 you're talking about that I went to. Yeah, the one that's in the Because I didn't go to Oregon. I know it was in Colorado. Okay. Yeah, no, it could have been that. And that was actually the hotel. Um, Stephen King was in that uh, situation. He was there the last day before everybody went back for the um, for the So break, they actually the shut break. it down? Yeah. Okay. So this is what inspired him to write this book. It's pretty cool. I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, for me, the first time I ever watched this, I don't remember. I was young. Your parents let you watch some scary crap. Well, I watched it with my uncle. He was watching it, and I kind of was like... On your mom's side? Yeah. Okay. So, um, he was watching it, and I was kind of going in and out of the room, like, pretending not to watch it, but yeah. really watching it. And I just remember, I, I might have been like eight or nine. He was watching on, on cable, and I just remember seeing when Jack, um... Has the hatchet to Scatman. Oh, yeah. Slow down, Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, She's playing I, Mario Kart. Take um, a quick and I just remember, yeah. like, that scene just totally scared me and, like, startled me. Just out of nowhere, he when, just goes, ah, and just stabs Honey, him. I'm home. Oh, when, he's no. when he hits Dick. Yeah, when he hits Scatman. Um, <laughs> from in the corner, he just yells, and then there's, like, blood everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that is scary, yeah. It is yeah. scary. Yeah, so I remember watching that um, as a kid. I I know I didn't watch the whole movie. Did I, you? I watched like it probably in high school. Uh, the whole thing. What were you saying? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Uh, The Shining. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, when I was a kid and probably was too young and shouldn't have watched it. Like it it startled me. Uh, mm -hmm. But when I watched it, I think I was in high school too. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, it's really good. Um, so. Fun fun fact, I've actually met Jack Nicholson before. I went at a Laker game? No. Um this was at my football game. So Well you did tell me. His kid is uh my age and we used to play his um kid's school, Brentwood. Okay. Where the money's at. So uh we would play Brentwood and they became kind of a um a rival to us. Over the years we'd have, you know, just these close games and stuff and I just remember he was uh, this was at Brentwood, and he was sitting on his umbrella. It was kind of like a seat, and um, 
He had his glasses on. It was like total Jack Nicholson. And I walked by and I just go like, hey, Jack, how the Lakers going to do this year? And he goes, not too good. (laughs) (laughs) Not too good. (laughs) And uh, it was cool. Yeah, I I can say that Jack Nicholson has seen me play football like three times. (laughs) That's really weird, but cool. Yeah, Yeah. he he came to see me play. Oh, he did. Yeah, totally. Did you beat them? Uh, Yes, that particular game. We were down by 21 points in the fourth quarter and came back and won. It was their homecoming senior game, and we left so the team good. crying. Yeah, it felt Fantastic. really good. It is good. So that's my little Jack Nicholson story. It was also weird seeing him um, at my school, like in the bleachers that's and bizarre. stuff. Yeah, he really he bizarre. he doesn't sit around people, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's Jack Nicholson." Like I don't they care. Just leave like, I'm sure. I'm sure they leave yeah. him alone. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's gonna like bother him. Yeah. So he's just chilling he's there. Like we've well, seen know. him at Laker games before. He goes yeah. crazy. And and he has glasses on. Yeah. And he's just he's chilling. So, um, but he's getting up there in age now. He doesn't oh, really yeah. act anymore, does he? Yeah, he he kind of does. He hasn't so. really been in much. What? That's a good question. What is like the, the last thing? thing what was, was it? Anger in? management? No, he's no. He's done somewhere. like ro- he did like a romantic comedy and the last thing he did was two thousand. That's actually. A while ago. Yeah. That was a while ago, yeah. How do you know? How do you know? Huh. It had Paul Rudd. Was that a rom-com? Yeah. Owen he, he, w- he was doing a lot of rom-coms towards the end there. I wonder if he, like, retired. The Departed was probably his last really good movie. Oh, The Departed was... Yeah, yeah. I think so. It was so good. Yeah. And The Bucket List with him and uh, Morgan Freeman. That's pretty good. So, yeah, I didn't realize it's almost been 10 years since Jack Nicholson's been, a decade. been in a movie. Weird. I'm sure he's uh, retired by now. But, um, yeah, I mentioned it earlier, but I think it would be awesome just to get into fan theories because this movie opens the door for so many interpretations because it's not linear. And um, you just got crazy stuff. The imagery is just all over the place, and it's, like, really intense, and and people have taken it, literally people have taken um, some like a symbols and okay. symbolic so uh symbolically is that a word symbolically <laughs> is yeah, a symbolically word. Is a i word. think so yeah yeah well it's, well it's a word today so um yeah so let's get to it i'm gonna start with the most uh just outlandish ones the crazy ones and we'll work our way so uh i don't know if i'll do all 10 but i'll do the ones that i think are you mean just name them and then uh yeah we, so you don't have um, to explain them all this is from i'll, I'll give credit this is from ifc.com so, uh, number 10, apparently to this uh, conspirators, uh, it is inspired by Frozen. No, it, ins- oh, it, it inspired, inspired Frozen. the making of Frozen. <laughs> yeah, Frozen. Yeah, Frozen <laughs> didn't come out before <laughs> this. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> it inspired Frozen. So, The Shining uh, inspired Frozen. So, the latest and possible craziest theory claims that Disney's endless popular animated film, Frozen, is actually the same movie as The Shining. Blogger Mary Catherine Ham hypothesizes Ice Queen Elsa and Jack are a, in quotations, a danger to family members whose uh, violent tendencies increases after a long isolation inside a giant, ornate, high-ceilinged building in a cold, desolate landscape. That one sounds kind of outlandish. That's stupid. Ham goes on to compare screenshots from both films that do, in fact, look visually similar, including the ending shots of both characters frozen in the winter wilderness. It's actual. It's actually a really fun theory. But since Kubrick is no longer around to explain his motivations, Ham and 
and all other shining conspirators uh, might need to. As Elsa sings, let it go. That one's dumb. Dumb? I don't believe it. No? Chelsea? Uh, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> She's not impressed. All right. Uh, number nine's about the Illuminati. It's kind of dumb. Um, number eight. It's I'm about, sensing a theme here. <laughs> it's about CIA Say mind, mind control. control. Uh, number seven. It was all a dream, a nightmare. This one's interesting. A Because he does layout. mention in there that. Right. Yeah. So it says a hotel layout uh, that makes no sense. Ghosts that pop up where they shouldn't but look um, real. Supernatural abilities, elevators of blood. The only thing that makes sense is that none of it makes any sense oh, so except in a dream or nightmare where logic doesn't matter. Leading some conspiracy theorists to suggest all of the events of The Shining are just an alcohol-fueled dream or nightmare in the mind of Jack Torrance. So he just got drunk one night, passed out, and had this dream? Yeah. Okay. I don't buy that I one. I don't buy it, but it's better than Frozen. What do you think, Chelsea? I don't buy it. You don't buy it? Nope. No. Because I, I, that takes away the magic. I, I don't yeah. like when people try to literize everything or try to like make it like really real. What I thought when I was yeah, thinking, no, I'm not a fan when of I that. Th what I thought when I was 13, I remember this that he's imagining everything and he's just crazy. He doesn't even have a family. <laughs> and it leads him to dying out in That'd the winter. That'd be crazy. I really that's what yeah. I thought when I was a kid. Okay, so here's another theory. It's about hell and Jack Torrance is the devil. So Jack Nicholson plays the devil in 1987's The Witches of Eastwick. Which I've never seen. Dude, um, that's a good movie. Is I it? Like that one. I want. Yep. It's on my list. I haven't seen it. Yeah, yet. I like that one. That's fun. But some conspiracy theorists would have you believe he played a slightly different version of Old Scratch seven years prior to The Shining. The concept is simple: the Overlook Hotel is hell and a manifestation of Jack's deepest fears. But th theorists are split on whether Jack merely made a pact with the devil in order to get a yeah, drink that. That at too, the bar. That. Or if the demented writer is actually the devil himself, evidence for the latter: the old brick and or the old white, black and sorry, the old black and white photo of Jack from the end of the film, where he is seemingly trapped in yeah. 1921, shows him in the exact same pose as the devil. Tarot card. Well, he did say he would do anything for a drink. Right now, he'd even sell his soul. So. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. It is. It, it, if it's hell? Well, if purgatory. you sold soul, purgatory. Purgatory? Yeah. Well, it could work. It could work. What That's do you think, Chelsea? Nah. Nah? No? She nah. doesn't like you any of them one? yet. Nah. Okay. I don't know. I, I more, more so, I feel like if, if there was any theory that I could get behind, it would be like, it's all very psychological. He, there's, you know, the, um, the, the cabin feet. I mean, even in the beginning of the movie. They mentioned that the guy uh, prior he killed his whole family because of cabin fever. Right. So if it, if there's any theory, it's cabin fever is a yeah. problem. So for a, sure, a theory that's not on here, but one that you're kind of alluding to is there's yeah. a theory that um, I'm blanking on the name of the caretaker. Um, uh, Grady. Grady, thank you. So Grady, Grady says to uh, Jack, he says, "Hey, um, you, you're always been the caretaker, right?" Yeah, and I Grady that. was the character who killed 
his twin girls and his and his daughter right, and in then that shot hotel. In the head. So a theory is that this crazed killer of Grady or Jack Nicholson or whatever it is, it's like this evil spirit that just makes whoever is the caretaker evil, violent, and kills their um, okay kills their family. So a lot of people associate that with actually generational, not curses, but like generational um, habits, bad habits yeah. from generation to okay. generation. So I think that's interesting. Um, there's a lot there, though, that you could support yeah. that it's theory. A, it's a cool film to have certain theories about and like yeah, to talk is. about and and kind of have discussions like this. So that's one reason why I do like the movie is because you can interpret it in different ways. For sure. And there's a lot of, well, I think you might were saying earlier, symbols in the film. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you can look and say, oh, there's two, there's two girls, there's twins, there's maybe there's doubles of right. things. There's uh, a lot of Native American art. So maybe there's that kind of thing going on. Um, you know, you can do a lot with it. Totally. And um, just, I'm going to, quickly just talk about the last two uh theories uh, okay. and these are the ones that are the most popular p- most what's popular accepted? and what's most accepted so um one is it's about the movie is about the treatment of native americans so uh an ever so slightly more plausible theory than the one i'm gonna talk about later is many shining conspiracy theory uh theorists believe the film symbolizes kubrick's condemnation of America's treatment of Native Americans. The film is full of Native American imagery from the rugs to the baking soda cans in the pantry to paintings on the wall. Even the elevator of blood supposedly symbolizes all the bloodshed over the seizing of Native American land. Of course, it's also mentioned the hotel is built on an old Native American burial grounds, a piece of information Kubrick added that was not in Stephen King's original novel. And you know what they say about staying anywhere that is built on Native American burial yeah. grounds. Just ask the family. That Poltergeist. Poltergeist, too. Yeah. Yeah. Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I Do, do you buy that? Uh, I don't know. Chelsea? Maybe, I don't know, a little bit. I, I do think that is interesting that has all that. I mean, that one I kind of like and I could get behind for sure. I think the the it's there's so much there that you can't ignore it, right? Like I mean, they mention it in the beginning of the movie, don't they? Yeah, they yeah. do mention that. Yeah. that. yeah. I feel like they wouldn't mention that if it didn't have... But the carpets, the Native yeah. American, like artwork it'd be interesting to see if that was just the hotel yeah and they just oh no is it mm-hmm. no i think it was a sound stage right in in, uh, england? in england yeah so this was intentional so this okay. wasn't the uh the hotel that they filmed the out yeah they oh, had notes. someone doing like set dressing and yeah. things like that so set design it was intentional whether it was trying to be about the treatment of native americans or not the theme of Native Americans in this hotel was intentional. So that's interesting. Um, the this, last this one's theory, interesting. It's about the Apollo 11 moon landing. Because I remember Danny, Danny was wearing that sweatshirt too. Yeah, so Danny has an Apollo, Apollo 11, sweatshirt. 11 sweatshirt. And Stanley Kubrick has gone on to record saying that he was uh, part of filming a land... like The, the fake landing. The fake landing. <laughs> so uh, let me read this. So... 
the most popular theory. The Shining is Kubrick's apology for supposedly working with the government to fake the 1969 Apollo 11 moon landing. Despite the fact he was busy with 2001 A Space Odyssey at the time, supporting evidence includes cans of astronaut uh, favorite Tang on the Overlook Hotel's pantry shelves. Dude, I love some Tang. Love me some I hate tang. tang. I love Tang. Ooh, Tang was good. I um, used to drink so much Tang in daycare that I'm just sick of it. <laughs> I used to drink in Sunday school every morning. Yeah. Uh, Danny's not-so-subtle Apollo 11 sweater and the theory that the dead twins symbolize the failed Gemini space missions. A deeper dive into the theory asserts the word all in Jack's typed mantra looks more like uh, A11 or Apollo 11. As for room 237, moon landing theorist Jay Wiedner claims the director changed it from 217 to 237 because the moon is 237,000 miles from Earth. It is true. Um, Stephen King's room was 217. Kubrick changed it to 237. But it's more like, you know, it's oh, it's it's That's closer to two. Yeah. Um, according to NASA's website, um, it's about 237 miles away. So are we buying this, that it's about Apollo 11 and... No. No? Nope. No. Most of these theories I don't like. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like really like <laughs> these theories. And, but these are, like, some of the most, like, talked about theories. Like on Reddit? On Reddit, on YouTube, on... Yeah. Especially the Apollo one, yeah. Because Stanley Kubrick, it's kind of weird. Why? Why would he say that he was a part of a fake landing of the moon? Who knows? People are crazy. Do you believe that the moon landing was fake? No, no, no. I have a friend who believes it's fake, and she she gives me a lot of evidence, but I don't believe her. I mean, there's probably a lot of evidence to support that. There's a lot of evidence to support that it did happen. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think too much about it, you know. My I don't like stress. Maybe maybe come back for our conspiracy uh podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting cuz I I think like if the government did work with a director, why would they do Stephen To fake Kubrick? it? Yeah, like why They only did it to beat beat quote unquote the Russians. No, but like why would you involve someone so like at the time, yeah. you know, why would they why would they have Stanley Kubrick? I guess in I 1969 know. it was Stanley was Stanley Kubrick making movies in '69. I don't know. Yeah, he was. Okay. Uh huh. So oh, yeah, yeah, because he made there was a movie called Lolita, which is based off a novel. Um, that uh, I think that was in the '60s, which that's a pretty good movie too. Right. So he's and then you know what he did some other stuff too, prior to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we'll never know. All the symbolisms and all of the fan theories. I still don't know 100% what this movie's about. And I think that's why it's fun. I think yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's Makes fun. You, keeps you wondering. It gives us content to talk yeah. about on this yeah. podcast. Uh, so Yeah. Um, what I'm excited to see yes, is Doctor Sleep. It. Yes. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to see Doctor Sleep. And it's interesting because um, it's going off of obviously the novel more than it is the movie, but because the no movie is so iconic, they're going to use, you know, they, images from yeah. the film, I think in it. Um, but it's going off the original novel because I was watching the trailer and they have someone uh, that looks like Dick Halloran in it. And 
I didn't know that in the novel he survives. Him, oh, he Wendy, does? and the kid or Danny, they all survive. Interesting. And um, the Overlook, and then also the Overlook Hotel is completely destroyed. It blows up because of a yeah. something wrong with the boiler room, and um, that's how uh, Jack dies. He dies right. in like the fact oh, that it like totally explodes. It's death? gone. No. Okay. That was Kubrick's little. Oh God. Yeah, candy Kubrick work. changed. There's uh, there's another part uh, in the book and then also in the like 90s television movie where there's like topiary that comes alive. And they couldn't do that at the time of making uh, the sh- uh, the Kubrick version because they just couldn't even like you yeah. know like the special effects for that. He couldn't even figure out what to do about that. So, um, but I yeah, I'm really excited to see what they what they what they're gonna take from the novel and what they're gonna take from the film and how that's gonna be mixed in. Into I've never read Doctor Sleep. I actually own it. I've always been meaning to read it. Read but it. I'm when did he write that? Was it right after? Right after? Doc- no, Doctor Sleep was um, published in 2013. Okay. So it's been around for a little bit. And I kind of always figured. I didn't I was realize like, it was that, like, recent. Yeah, it's fairly recent. recent. And, okay. um, yeah, when it came out, I was like, I bet I bet they're going to do something. Like, another movie um, and involving this. Yeah. So there's, I am There's no to... way that um, they're going to stray away from the movie. Especially as we talked about earlier, how influential and a big of a pop culture the Shining is. So mm-hmm. they're gonna, they're you know, there's gonna be scenes they, from yeah. the Shining in. in they're gonna movie. have to, yeah. yeah. And this is about Danny when he's an adult, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. but it's about witches too. Like there's like a a community of witches that kidnap a girl who has psychic powers. There's a coven? That's what it's called, right? A covenant? <laughs> yeah. No, a coven. Is coven. That what called? That's what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, that's a group a of witches, group of right? Witches. Uh-huh. I think it's a group of witches, yeah. yeah. Anyways. See, so I know, I know some of this stuff. Hey, you, you know your black magic. I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we end this super special Halloween episode of the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. Check your candy, guys. Check um, your candy. The way that we end our episodes is we give a rating to the movie that we featured. And at 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, we just don't give it out of, like, you know, 1 out of 10. But we we incorporate something of the movie into our ratings. So it's going to be out of 10. And we'll start with Chris. Chris, what would you rate this movie? I would rate this movie a 9 out of 10 sexy but then rotting, disgusting, naked woman. Yeek. <laughs> Yeek. Yep. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, very gross. That, that, that scene dude's actually... committing adultery, so yes. good for him. Is it adultery if it's a ghost? Um, Is the intentions pure? I don't know. I don't know either. I've never been seduced by a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. Um, Chelsea, what would you rate this movie? Oh, man. Ugh. Okay. I <laughs> give I give it um, 10 out of 10 axes. Ooh. Is that our first 10 out of 10? I love it. I love it. I don't know. My, is this one of your favorite horror maybe. movies? It is. That's it's good. one of my favorites. Um, I will give this movie... I'm with you, Chelsea. I'll give it a 10 yes. out of 10 screaming Danny's. Because I think actually the most terrifying things as as an adult watching this movie is seeing Danny just going, ah, 
out like just yeah. the, the non um vocal like yells and it's just him like it's it's the score we even talk about the score yeah and the score is just like like so loud and there's Mm -hmm. like danny just like like just screaming and it's terrifying so i no, but i i think this is this is a movie if you haven't watched like you need to watch it it's a mind trip um i was telling my dad uh, before we recorded this he saw it um in the theaters oh wow yeah and i was like what do you, what do you think of the movie? Like, what do you think really happens? And he's like, "What do you mean? He gets crazy and he kills his. He's trying yeah. to kill his uh, family. Like, that's that's all you got to know." And I was like, "All right." Like, he didn't know about the whole like. He didn't kill his family though. Know. Oh, he tried to kill his family. So mm-hmm. I still stand by my. I think he was trying to correct them. Ooh. Up until uh, I heard that Doctor Sleep existed, I thought he just imagined his family existing, this and that. Huh. But interesting, interesting theory. Yeah. That they don't exist. He was just alone at that what cabin fever. Yeah. He was just alone there and went crazy. Okay. So as we sign off, um, just want to wish everybody a super happy, happy, happy Halloween. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Eat tons of candy corn. Check your candy. Yes. Check your candy. Check your candy. Be no safe out there. Have flashlights. Um, and because it's a school night, don't be lame. Take your kids out. Just do it. It's yeah, fun. And we're make not going to make Halloween the last Saturday of the month. That's not happening, folks. Is that happening? We're not doing that. W- would you go at a, uh, to a march to keep um, it on? 100% on... <laughs> would go to a march. Oh, yeah. Anything that is in support of Halloween and being on the day that it was intended to be on, yeah. I'm in full support. All right. Um, but this has been our conclusion yes. of a two-month-long series of just horror movies in September and October. And I'm still not going to stop watching them because no, i got to watch that whole list. Keeping going. And uh, we're looking forward to our next September and October where we'll do the same thing, but we'll we'll sprinkle in some horror movies oh, yeah. in these next we're year. Gonna have to. But want to announce, for the first time ever, we are introducing a new theme here at the 88 Miles Per Hour podcast. So, all November long, we are having Nick november nick november where we are reviewing nickelodeon shows maybe some movies uh we're gonna have some guests coming on to talk about nickelodeon because nickelodeon i mean we're all 90s kids here a 90s powerhouse it it defined it my (laughs) my childhood so uh a lot of chris and i our memories of being kids revolve around nickelodeon so i am happy to announce that our first episode of Nick November, we're going to be joined by Joey from Ninja Toidles on, in, on yeah. Instagram. It's Toidles. not like Ninja Toidles. Turtles, it's Ninja, Ninja Toidles. Toidles. So Joey will be joining us, and we're going to talk about uh, Ninja Turtles. I know technically it wasn't on Nickelodeon. Well, we they have kids. a show on there it now. It is now, though. But yeah. it is now, so we're kind of, you know, well, you know blending you know, the lines. A little wiggle room right so now. Joey is his, actually, he loves Back to the Future, too. Um, and he's uh, from Chicago, right? Yeah, he's from the Chicago area. He's going to be on our episode. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk Back to the Future. We're going to talk Ninja Turtles because him and I have kind of just gone back and forth and, and talk about, like, how awesome would a crossover be between Back to the Future and and Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. And uh, this episode might be the closest thing that we'll ever get to that. So, uh, yeah, just be prepared for Nick November. I'm excited.
I'm excited. <laughs> Max just did the eyebrow. He's very excited. I'm so excited for Nick November. <laughs> we've been we've been chewing on this for a couple yeah. months now. So uh, after going to the Overlook Hotel, being crazed by ghosts and twins. Faking and the Apollo 11 landing. <laughs> Faking the Apollo 11 Watching landing. Watching Frozen. Watching, Watching Frozen, Frozen. Going through a maze, freezing to death. It's time to go into the DeLorean and travel back to the future. We'll see you in November for Nick November. Bye, y'all. Bye. Oh, um.